Last week, we started our weekly preview miniseries by taking a look at the weekly big three. Where are we headed next? Where are we headed next? Where are we headed next? <clears throat> that was pretty good. All right, so... Herbs is good at this. Much better than me. <laughs> this is from being an only child in my early years and okay. having to entertain myself. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, Courtney, last week we started talking about one of our favorite parts of the planner. I commonly call it the secret sauce of the whole full focus system. We started talking about the weekly preview and it was the first installment of a mini series. Um, and we took a look at the weekly big three. But where are we headed next for this week? Yeah, today we are going to be talking about the after action review section of your weekly preview. And again, if you're not familiar with the weekly preview, it's really the opportunity for you to reflect on the past week and help you plan for the current week coming up. The weekly preview is really going to help you accelerate your goal achievement and really be more productive. And the reason that you're more productive is you're going to be able to do less of what's not working and more of what is working. So the after action review is really at the heart of that whole process. And we're going to dig into that right now. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker. Happy Monday, Courtney. Happy Monday, Nick. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Did you see my version of dancing, even though I my mom was you. a dance minor in college, whatever, is just to like shake my shoulders like this. Wait. This is... <laughs> Just shimmy? Is that, is that the... Did he just drop a? I did not verbs. Did you know that he was a dance major? No, no, no. My I was going to go back to that. No, no. My mother was a dance minor in college. Your mother? I thought she said you were. I was no, like, no, 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 no. But if no. you remember, Courtney, <laughs> to be clear, but if you remember, uh, Nick did mention a few episodes back that his family they do have dance parties. Is that a mm -hmm. weekly thing? I'm going to be honest, we, we have not done them in the last, we've kind of like dropped off on that, but it is still okay. on our calendar, but we did do dance parties very consistently for like years. Okay. And so, uh, we should bring it back, especially when the baby's around. I feel like that's going to be the dance party is a great way. That's how it started when I was, um, living, living, when I moved back to St. Louis and I lived with the family that had a baby, we, I would, we instituted dan dance parties when just like this is, around. Y'all, this is why we need to be. Not careful or maybe careful, but it's like once you say something on the podcast. Oh, yeah. People, you know, it, it it's forever. Um, for example, I, you know, I had COVID a couple of months ago and my Peloton riding had just like crashed and burned for like two full months. It's been a struggle. And so people have been like, hey, how's the Peloton? I'm like, oh, I'm not talking about it right now. <laughs> Uh, everyone on this podcast should know that I love Focus Mate. 
It's a platform that allows you to um, set a time to I'm going to do some specific work I have, and it matches you with a focus mate where they also have specific work they want to do, and you tell each other what you're going to do, and then you get it done. So in terms of efficiency and productivity, focusmate.com, we don't make any money off this, but it's great. I've been, I've been using it for four years now. In the last week, I have run into two separate people who have recognized me from this podcast on Focusmate. So uh, wow. I want to give a shout out here to Vicky and Rick. Hi, Vicky and Rick, if you're podcast listeners. It was very funny. Cue the applause and hand claps. Uh, one of them was like, wait, he showed me. He's he, Rick had finished his. Rick, I hope it's okay that I share this. He had, we, we, at the end of the session, you, tell, you, you say what you've done. Like, oh, here's what you, here's what I did, what I got done. And he's like, oh, I finished my planner. Or my, I don't know if he was doing a daily page or not. And he showed me his planner. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that you were a planner user. And I showed him mine. And then he goes, wait, are you the Nick? And he starts going like, <laughs> oh, you're him. And he's like pointing at me. <laughs> that is lot. amazing. And so uh, it was very uh, – I'm glad that I was nice to him before we figured that out. How bad would that have been? Nick, if- why don't you go get Focusmate to be a sponsor of our podcast? I would love – okay. Okay. Do it. I dare you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so hi to uh, Vicky and Rick. Uh, hope hope your 2023 is is crushing it. Everyone else, you can get shout-outs here on the podcast if you go to Focusmate or <laughs> – if you go to the full focus planner community. Wait, wait, don't tell them now. Wait till they're a sponsor and then Oh yeah. Know. All right, Courtney, walk us through which questions actually make up the after action review in the weekly preview. Yeah, this is a great process actually for a lot of you can use an after action review for just about anything, you know, an event you just did, a project you worked on a tough conversation that you just had with your spouse, whatever, you know, this is a tool that you can be used, but we built this into the weekly preview process so that you can learn from the week. So many times we just, we're just going, you know, and it's easy not to stop and take account. And so the way that this works is there's a series of questions that it walks you through. The first question is, what were your biggest wins? And Nick, Verbs, you know me, my favorite question, right? It's just so easy. <laughs> I just start talking about all the wins. Not, yes. All you do is win, right? All you do is win. That was perfect. Nick, you get the trophy. Thanks. I know Blake's not here, but I know like three <laughs> Pick it up the slack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, if you're like me, you know, this is something that a lot of, achievers sometimes struggle with. You're just on to the next goal, the next thing that it's, you know, hard to stop and sit in the things that you accomplish, you know, to give yourself credit for how far you came the week before. And so this first step is really powerful. It's also really intentional to put you in a positive mindset as you're going through the entire weekly preview process. All of these steps are really intentional and thought through in how they work in this system. So don't skip this first step of what were your biggest wins. It's also, I think for a lot of people, the hardest question to answer because yeah. we are very hard on ourselves. So hard on ourselves. And so it seems like the kind of thing that you could also skip and it wouldn't matter. You're like, ah, it was a good week. 
Right. Whatever. But if you don't stop, I'm not trying to sell out my own kid. He's 13. And I often am like, I need you to like stop and hear the great things that are happening. Like I really have to like yeah. mm-hmm. stop his brain from moving forward uh, because he does a lot of great things, but he like can't hear it. And I'm I'm sort of similar in that way too. So like it, it is important to stop and slow down and just like write them down. And then you can go back and review them and feel, you know, we're not all Courtney's. We're not all winning all the time. Oh, guys, <laughs> <laughs> if that is the impression that I've given y'all on this podcast, good for me. Um, <laughs> the, the two months off, she's been humbled by the two months off of the Peloton bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am now failing all the time. Um, I have been working out. I've just been going to like my neighborhood. We have a little spot in the, my um, front of my neighborhood. Do you want to tell everyone where that is and they can meet you there? And, <laughs> yeah. And hold you accountable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But if I can say this real quick before we move on to this next question, I think that's the beauty about, you know, that is the secret sauce behind the weekly preview is if you find it hard to really identify or just recognize wins because you are moving so quickly. Once you kind of once you get into the habit of consistently doing these weekly previews, there's less thought that has to go on to it. If you're actually writing down the goals that you set at the beginning, you can kind of just go back to that week before, see how you did. And there's going to be something that you actually accomplished that you're going to find, whether it's a big or a minor win, a win is a win. So I think it's important for us all to remember even the smallest accomplishment, you're moving the needle. So go ahead and make sure you you give yourself credit for that. Hey, full disclosure, y'all want to know the level of this. Last week, my two-year-old had the flu. And in my wins, I put that I navigated that week successfully. Hey. That was a win. It was yeah. hard. And I know that doesn't sound like, you know, the most exciting thing, but it actually was. I mean, those sometimes we have weeks like that that are just hard and navigating them is the win. Okay, so question number two is how far did you get? This is the point where you're going to review the progress that you made on your weekly big three from the week before. And this is the part that you actually get to give yourself partial credit. This is where we're going to measure the gain, not the gap. This is um, a philosophy that was popularized by Dan Sullivan. So as you go through this, you're going to say for each one of those weekly big three, a percentage of how far you got towards completion. So it's not a yes, no, but rather how far did you get? Again, you're not going to be setting your weekly big three for the next week yet. You're just evaluating how you did for last week. Uh, To connect this to future sponsor Focusmate, at the start, <laughs> at the maybe I figured this out by the time this episode airs. At the at the beginning of each session, you have to say I'm going to do one, two, three things or whatever. Yeah. And actually, and then something invariably comes up. Someone's kid comes in, or they get a call from work, or something takes longer than they think. And actually, this is a thing that I say to my partners after the session. They'll go, "Well, I didn't quite get." number three done or I didn't whatever. And I'll go, you have to measure the gain, not the gap. And if you hadn't been here, none of it would have happened. So you got to be happy and celebrate that. And they, they, it is very, they're like, thanks, man. They're very excited and encouraged by that. So you should be just as kind to yourself during your weekly preview. Nick, if Focusmate does not sponsor this episode, I, I, (laughs) 
I will add a section to my planner that says how the ways that Nick has failed this week. Oh, I thought you were going to say add a add a big three brewers destroy focus mate. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three, what worked and what didn't? Courtney, a couple months back, we were talking about the weekly preview. We were talking about this question. You brought up a great point that when you're writing down what actually didn't work, it actually helps you notate what you could actually focus on trying to find a better solution for that next week or going forward, which at that point, I never really thought about it like that. It was just kind of noting this didn't work. We'll come back to it later to figure out what a resolution could be for that. But here's what did work. So we'll just keep doing that. So I just wanted to say that to underscore that. But we have to note that these questions or notice that these questions um, take the emotion and the accusation out of the equation. It's just very practically asking, hey, it's not about what should have happened or what we or what we should have done, but it's more about what actually happened and what actually didn't happen. What's the facts of the matter? You're noticing what's working for you and what is getting in the way. And that way you can address that properly. You know, something else that you could think about when you're on this section is specific to your goals of what worked, what didn't. I think in general, I always do this kind of generally, but you can also take a moment to think about your goals and think specifically about what worked, what didn't. You know, it could be as small as, you know, I got stuck. And I should have called Bobby who could help me with, you know, find a person to talk to about running my half marathon, whatever that is, it will help you continue to make progress. And sometimes the progress is small, but keep you going on your goals. Number four is what will you continue or change? This is really the moment where you take the past reflections and turn them into action. And this is the moment where you want to do more of what's working. These are very specific things that you're going to change moving forward. And you want to be really specific. The more granular, probably the better. It may be something like, I need to set my alarm 30 minutes earlier moving forward. I need to schedule a reoccurring meeting with Nick to talk about Focusmate sponsorship. I need to note my key deliverables every day in my other task list in my full focus planner. Whatever it is, you want to be really specific about the things that you want to continue to do. Maybe you tried something new the last week and it worked. And you're going to continue to do that and notate that or the things that you're going to start doing. This is the moment where the best learning for the week happens and putting it into action for the week coming up. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. 
We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life. You'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Hey guys, I am excited to have one of our very own, very smart, Full Focus Planner certified pros with us today. And I'm really excited because she is not only going to be able to talk um, from her own experience using the Full Focus Planner, but also from research. So let me get to it. Nicole, welcome to the program. Will you introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Hi, Courtney. Hi, everyone. Um, It's great to be here. Uh, my name is Nicole Coomber. I am a clinical professor of management um, and an assistant dean of experiential learning at the University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Um, as you mentioned, I'm also a full focus uh, certified pro, uh, which is really cool. I get to do that with my students and my colleagues. Um, and I am also uh, kind of probably most importantly, a wife and mom to four boys between the ages of six and 11. Um, so I got a lot going on. <laughs> So right out of the gate, how long have you been using the Full Focus Planner? I'm also curious, you said you use it with your students and coworkers, what that looks like? So um, I've been using it, I was trying to remember, I feel like I picked it up in 2020, right before the pandemic. Of course, time got really weird at the pandemic. Um, So I think it was actually before the pandemic happened, I think I I found the system actually through the podcast. you know, had been using bullet journals and was like, this is a lot of work. Um, And uh, found this planner. And I was like, this really helps me focus in a way that is different and unique. And I've kind of used it ever since. Um, With my colleagues, I do kind of like the soft sell. Um, I have, uh, so when I became a full focus planner pro, I took advantage of, there was sort of something where I got a bunch of planners. Um, And so I tend to give them away sort of selectively um, for folks who attend my workshop. But I use the worksheets um, that are based off of what's in the planner. And we actually, I think it's really powerful because when I talk about productivity, people are, are they think they think the message they're going to get is like, oh, hustle harder, you know? And and what they actually get is, is that really where you are in your life? Does this make sense for your season of life? Um, does this make, you know, even we talked to the last workshop I did, we talked about kind of winter as a season for reflection and slowing down a little bit and how adding a bunch of new stuff may not be the best, you know, use of this particular season. So um, I've definitely turned on a lot of people to the planner here at the Smith School, as well as students of mine. I work in the MBA. Um, And I I do tell them, I'm like, look, you can use these techniques with any planner. um, But I think once you sort of see, like, look, it's all done for you, it's ready, it prompts you and stuff, they really do get excited about that. I, it makes me so excited. You've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast, but I'm like, I wish someone would have taught me this system when I was in college, because usually you don't, you just have to figure it out on your own, like how to get the right things done. And there's, 
years and years and years of trial and error and false starts. And I just, I'm excited for the next generation that hopefully are getting some of these tools earlier and can get out of the gate even faster than maybe we did when we were starting out. So thank you uh, for sharing that with all of your students. Well, I'm so curious to hear maybe some of your hacks. What are your favorite things, things that maybe you do a little differently with a full focus planner or tips that our audience might um, like to steal from you? Yeah. So uh, there's um, probably an old school concept from engineering called the Pareto principle that people might be familiar with. Also known as like the 80-20 rule, right? Um, And I'm definitely like an 80% planner user. I don't strive for perfection because there's definitely like some days when I'm like, whoop, missed my weekly review that week. Um, but it really is about kind of coming back to it um, and and kind of giving yourself a bit of grace with that. Because um, I, what we've seen is that people that do that um, are just are more likely to stick with habits. Um, that's sort of what's been shown in the research is that when we are forgiving, we don't strive for perfection. We kind of give ourselves credit for small wins. All of that's backed up by a lot of the literature on habit formation and um, just on positive psychology. You know, I probably am a copious note taker, so I tend to use the heck out of the notes sections. I mean, whether I'm like in church on Sunday, I'm taking notes, whether it's Saturday and I'm taking notes on a kid's activity, I'm, I'm usually like just taking copious notes. Um, so that part is really great for me. And I think that's why it's great that there's like one every quarter. The other big tip that has, I'm trying to, this is actually one of my goals for this year, um, is to, I, I wrote it down. I was like, have a rock solid morning routine for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is for a couple different reasons. One is I've just noticed when I do certain things in the morning that it, it gets my day off to a really good start. But it's also um, my colleague, uh, Trevor, we co-teach together a lot. He's a um, tenured professor here at the, at the Smith School. Um, he has done some really cool research, actually with some of our MBA students, where um, he did these surveys with them to check in three times a day and, and basically would do what we call like interventions and research and say, okay, try this. And then we would measure something again. So we'd look at like how satisfied they were with their work. We might look at their level of um, commitment to their organization, to their job. Um, and so depending on which group they were in, are they in the control group, right, where they're just doing the regular thing? Or are they in the experiment group where they're trying something new? Um, and one of the trying something new things that he did that I'm incorporating into my work is to reflect on what we call uh, higher order goals. So unlike the SMART goals, which are incredible, by the way, um, and I, I do use those with my students, they all have to set SMART goals at the beginning of my course, no matter what course it is. Um, besides those, those specific goals, these higher order goals are much more broad. They're harder to pin down, but we've been able to determine that there's three of them. So one is called communion striving. And that is when we have a desire for connection with other people. Um, Two is status striving, and this is a desire for power. And three is achievement striving, and this is when you like to accomplish lots of things. Um, And so what the research has found um, is that when people reflect on those higher order goals at the beginning of their workday, they actually are much more satisfied at work. They're more productive. They're more in tune with what actually makes them um, a good employee and what makes them satisfied and happy. Um, and unfortunately, like unlike Enneagram or you know MBTI or any of these other tests, there's no like test to tell whether or not which one you are. Um, for me personally, like when I know Trevor told me first about the research study that he was working on, he described these different strivings to me. I immediately clicked. I was like, "Ooh, I'm a communion striver. I need that connection with other people in the workplace. That is really what wakes me up and gets me going in the morning." And truthfully, like reflecting on that and just remembering, "Hey, I'm communion striving," as part of my my work my workday startup ritual. 
what can I do today to make sure that need gets fulfilled? Um, and so I tend to like the pandemic was hard on me, right? Because even as an introvert, I still love that communion striving. So it's mm-hmm. like, I need to make sure I take a walk to visit a colleague today and just catch up with them. Um, and it's amazing how a workday that has that in it is great. A workday that doesn't feels like something's missing. Um, so reflecting on those higher order goals, I think my, my tip, sort of a one sentence summary of the tip, right, would be reflect on what that higher go- higher order goal is for you at the beginning of your workday and see how it then influences how do you achieve your big three? How do you structure your day? Um, what are little tweaks you can make just by shifting your perspective to knowing that's what gets you going during the workday? That is so fascinating. And we just repeat those those three again. It's because um, when you first stated it, I thought it was like, oh, one of these three. But actually what you're saying is one of those is going to be yours out of the yeah. three. Yeah. One yeah. of them is going to be yours. Now, I mean, sometimes people have, I'm also an achievement striver. I mean, but that it's mm-hmm. certainly not my first. Um, yeah. So communion striving, and that okay. is when you have a desire for connection. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously in the education field, we're teaching people, like that's huge for me achievement striving. And so these are people that really like want to, it's not quite a competitive thing, but you, you want to make sure that you've accomplished something. It's that mm-hmm. the getting the work done that really gets you. Motivated that is and definitely fun. not me. Um. <laughs> right. Um, well, we're all different, right? Um, and then the last one is status striving. And so this one kind of has a little bit of a negative context because it is about power. A lot of the work in organizational behavior, that's our field of what we do study in. Um, a lot of work in organizational behavior does have to do with power. Um, and so these are people who are motivated by having a higher status within their organization. So getting mm-hmm. the promotion, getting the title, mm-hmm. having people respect them, um, that kind of thing. And I think it can kind of be seen as negative, but it, it certainly doesn't have to be. We all want to be respected and admired by people that mm-hmm. are around us. It's just, is that what gets you kind of going more? Um, or is it more that communion where you're happy just kind of being in community with other people or achievement, of course, of like accomplishing something? If you're listening to this or watching it, that I do think that there would be some hesitation for people to self-identify as status. And I also think that, like, I'm like, that's not me. And I go, maybe it is. Maybe that is me. I have to think about it. And it's important to be honest, because otherwise you won't get the benefit of planning this as part of your weekly, you know, morning, you know, so so you have to be honest with yourself and like, Courtney, who do you think, who are you of those three most well, Likely. I, you know, at first I was like, it's the achievement one, but I also, and I, I always struggle with this. So I am, you know, being mildly vulnerable here to share this on the podcast, but one of my top five strength finders is significance. Yeah. And I struggle with that one because I'm like, I, it sounds like I just want to be like, how is that a strength? You want to be important. <laughs> like, that is satisfying. Yeah. And there's yeah. that's why I say it has a um it has a negative connotation because we just have such mixed feelings generally about power yeah. and how it's mm-hmm. used. Yeah. Power can be used for good. I mean, yeah. One of my favorite writers, um, and, and maybe this would help you as you're thinking about it, um, one of my favorite, favorite organizational behavior writers is Rosabeth Moss Cantor from um, Harvard. She's incredible. And my favorite article that I ever read for her, it's called Power Failure in Management Circuits. Mm-hmm. And it basically talks about how managers that are the most powerful are the ones who empower their employees. Yeah. If you think about it that way, right? Like if that gets you excited. So that would be my, my second is actually status striving. And it's, yeah. it's a close second, I would say. Yeah. Because the idea of empowering those around me to be able to mm-hmm. do more good in the world, like, whoa, that's exciting. Yeah. Right. 
And so that, you know, and, and I do think, I don't know that it's like hard and fast the way personality is. I think these can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you might become more satisfying as you get a little more advanced in your career mm-hmm. um, where you actually have access to those. Because the, the one thing that's interesting about the research, the wrinkle that, that Trevor found was that if you are a status driving individual, then you are more likely to get frustrated if you're in a lower level role. So mm-hmm. getting to those higher level roles where you do have the title, you do have the influence, you'll feel more satisfied about, you know, with your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it's like, it's just information. It's not negative or positive. I think one thing that I would suggest if folks were trying to figure out, okay, wh- which one am I, is to basically try to wear them like hats. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, trained in, I think I'm trained in Quest. I'm trained in MBTI. I'm trained in a bunch of these different things. And uh, one thing that I always do with students is I'm like, look, try it on. Because you may, you, you may have to try. And the nice thing about this is there's only three to try on. So to right. pick a week and just try one on one day, what would it look like? Your workday for convenience driving, it would look like connecting with your customers, connecting with your colleagues. It would look like building that intentionally into your day. And then measure yourself and look at the end of the day and say, do I feel more fulfilled? Right. Yeah. So um, status striving sometimes is a little harder to achieve if you're at a lower level. But you know, if you have an instance where you have a chance to present in front of others and influence, yeah. um, does that make you feel more fulfilled? And then achievement striving, if you're able to pull off a really big project, you get something really big accomplished. How do you feel at the end of that day? Yeah. So kind of trying them on would probably be the best way to go. I mean, even if you take an assessment, you would still need to do that in order to really make sure that you, that it fits you. Cause a test, you could have a bad day. I know mm-hmm. I did the strengths finder and my number one strength was input, which was the most like boring thing I'd ever heard of. It was like, <laughs> you like to collect a bunch of random information. And I was like, okay, cool. That seems useless. But I was writing my dissertation at the time. Uh, and what is a dissertation? If not collecting a bunch of random useless yes. information. <laughs> so uh, the, the test can kind of depend on where you are. And so trying yeah. these on and taking that curious experimental mindset towards it can be, mm-hmm. um, I think really to figure help you figure it out and it may change. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just curious with the achievement, you know, especially if you're going after a big, let's say like professional goal this quarter, you know, if, you know, just trying that on in that season to see if it helps you in your, your mindset and like how you structure your day, I can only imagine that it's helpful. Yeah. Even if maybe it's not your exact fit. I think if you are achievement striving too, that's where like the big three that you do each day, having the goal and knowing what it is, tying those big three to it. And then like, really like checking off and being like, this helped me achieve this big goal. That's going to probably be the most satisfying for, for me. Like it's even like, if I don't check off the big three, I'm like, oh, well, you know, like it's not that big of a deal as long like that doesn't, that doesn't, it's not a make or break for me for my day. If you are like one of those people that like, you don't check off your big three and like, things are terrible. Woe is me. Right. Then that's probably a sign that you might be achievement and that that needs to be something that you focus to, you know, for me, I mean, I'm not going to write in my big three, like chit chat with a colleague, but I probably should because that Mm, would be like a really good, you know, way to make sure that my day is fulfilled and I feel like there's meaning and significance there. Well, I think this is such a great tip and I for sure think we need to have you on for a full episode to just <laughs> learn all the things from yeah. you. And I, I'm curious, do you mainly with your full focus planner certification mainly work with your students and colleagues within yeah. uh, the I university? Do, 
Yeah, I don't do anything really else. I've thought about trying to, well, so one thing that I've done is I offer it pretty much to my students um, two or three times a year. Um, anyone that's just taken my class, I usually send out and I get, you know, a handful. And I thought maybe one day one of them might want to bring me into their workplace and that I could do it for a paid thing. But yeah. my work actually pays for it because I give yeah, this as part awesome. of um, our staff, like our staff leadership academy yeah. I do it for them. I probably, well, you know, do it in other contexts like that. Yeah. So that's it. It's well, mostly a work thing. I think for people listening now, I think there are lots of people like that, that could become a certified pro for their organization, you know, to utilize it within their role or, you know, their work will pay for it. Uh, Nicole, thank you so much. Again, I look forward to talking again. Thank you for your tips and thanks for being here with us on Focus on This. Thanks. So today's tip to level up your focus is to set a reminder on your calendar to do your after action review for your week. And P.S. Make it recurring. (laughs) Hey guys, tomorrow, January 31st is a really exciting day. Megan and Michael, our founder and CEO, have a brand new book coming out called Mind Your Mindset. And we've actually talked a lot about this concept here on the podcast, and you may not have even realized it along the way, but this book is fantastic. It is a must read if you are listening to this podcast. It comes out tomorrow, and we would love to be on the New York Times bestseller list. Now listen, this is how we do this. We want Megan Hyatt Miller and Michael Hyatt to get there. And so I'm gonna ask you, I'm not even telling them, to put them on the New York Times bestseller list. Here's what you gotta do. Go buy the book. Really easy. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the other places. In addition, we have a ton of fantastic bonuses, including a course on the content from this book. And it's really gonna help you challenge your mindset, achieve the goals that you want to achieve. It is an absolute must read. So go get those additional bonuses at mindyourmindsetbook.com. Okay. Thanks guys. I knew I could count on you. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join us in the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next week with another great episode and another great sponsor. Until then, stay Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.